This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost! Manny Garavito, what's up, dude? What's up, Sebastian? That was the quickest intro to a podcast I've ever been in. Hey, listen, we just get right down to it. We're here to tell the story, okay? There's nothing worse than, hey, welcome back to another episode. My guest this week is uh, Fred Simmons. And Fred, let me tell you, Fred invented the $1,000 bill. Fred goes way back to back. They they, they take up the first five (laughs) minutes of the podcast interview instead of like, let's just get down to it, which is, you know, telling telling that story. So, man, I'm so glad we connected. I've been following uh, the the Miami comedy scene uh, for a minute now, very aggressively, over the past 12 months and, and and actually connected with a few, uh, few comics, uh, in your circle there. And then you and I connected on Facebook, good old Zuckerberg coming in, guy coming through again. And I was stoked that we did because I really want And then I saw you post this week that you just rang in celebrating 12 years of doing stand up comedy. That is a long time of, uh, being humiliated and also making people laugh. So, uh, kudos and congrats on that, man. Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a long haul, a lot of work, but uh, I'm glad that uh, 2021, amidst all the chaos, is perhaps our best year to do comedy in the city of Miami. People are dying for a laugh. Oh it's yeah, like you know, it's well, we're trying to get out of their house, but to to be able to go and laugh, I think about that a lot too. I go, it's just so great to see this community of Miami comedy really starting to 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 expand and grow there's literally an open mic and show every single night of the week in this city and and the timing i don't think you guys ever could plan that in a million years but to go you know this thing is really going to gain momentum and get some steam behind it um during a pandemic so congrats on on all the growth on that let's back up a little bit i like to tell people's story of of how it actually started so pre-comedy days for you and I guess asking a question like when did you wake up one day and go you know what I I think that public humiliation and telling jokes to strangers is the path that I want to pursue how'd that start well it started off with uh, low self-esteem and I'm trying to understand myself (laughs) now I think I think exactly what you described blows my mind why would anyone want to decide to make strangers laugh. And I, and I do coaching now. So I, whenever I come across a client that wants to do stand up, I always ask them, it's like, what, why would you want to go on stage and make people you don't know laugh? Isn't that crazy? And I, I always try to expect like the craziest answers from them, but apparently it's, it's some sort of, it makes you feel so relevant to be the life of the party or to speak your mind, right? Expression, self-expression is very important. And a lot of people express it in different ways, whether it's you know, doing art or writing a book or doing a podcast. People just want to express themselves. And stand-up comedy is... Streaking. Sure, right? Doing uh, OnlyFans, whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people, one of the ways that they feel actualized is expressing it. So stand-up comedy or doing comedy in general is probably one of the best ways because not only do you express yourself, but you do it in a way that other people can benefit from it by getting a laugh. Right. So maybe there's some sort of uh, solidarity or some sort of understanding. Um, I mean, what got me into comedy was I remember listening to 
New York comedians during a golden era in the early 2000s, like Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, Bill Burr, when they were relatively unknown, about to blow up. And I was listening to live streams on online on some bootleg website. And I, I, I heard their jokes. And I'm like, I think about this stuff all the time. And here, here are these group of guys. They're just talking about it. And it's just so alleviating to hear someone think like you and, make it, and making it funny rather than thinking you're some weirdo for thinking this, right? So I've been following stand-up since I was very young. But when I came across that golden era in New York is when I decided to do it in Miami. I just saw that but an old clip from Patrice O'Neill. Good night. I don't know what rock I've been living underneath, but man, that is one funny human being. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it makes sense that, you know, growing up in that, and is that where you're originally from New York? I was born in Long Island. I uh, yeah. came to Miami when I was fairly young. My father was a kind of a party guy. And so he came down here as a Latino and started mingling. And so he, he brought the rest of the family down. And, uh, you know, blessing in disguise. Um, you know, if I started doing comedy in New York, I probably wouldn't have the same success for doing it in a place going uphill in Miami. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, let's go to Los Angeles and see if we can kick things off. Right. <laughs> That's another thing that it's, you know, who, who was I talking to? I talked to somebody randomly on Facebook to, through a, uh, a conversation about a podcast or they had messaged me or something and um, they, they were a comic. And I always pick comics brain and like I did before we started recording here and kind of give an idea of my thought process and where I'm at and in my journey to be a, a stand-up comic. But um, I always ask questions and, 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 and pick their brain a bit to, 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 to figure out what my path is, is going to be on here. And I mentioned that I was in Miami and what really stuck out was the guy goes, dude, Miami is an awesome city for comedy. And that was so, inv- I'm a Miami guy. I wasn't born here, but seventh grade on um and uh it ran the streets of south beach in high school in my younger years and uh truly uh, i actually lo- I absolutely love this city so anytime there's something amazing like a comedy scene or people saying that uh was was amazing because he was very intentional about i don't know where he's from he's like milwaukee or someplace like that but um it was funny for him to say dude miami's a great you got to get out there there's open mics all over the place it's a great so, milwaukee um, impression by the way What's that? Great Milwaukee impression, by the way. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm dating myself if I say uh, Laverne and Shirley. You know, that, that uh, yeah, I'm definitely old folks, 42, feeling 25 here. So uh, you started this thing 12 years ago, and this was a part-time thing. You had a job. You had, like, a responsibilities. Yeah, and yeah. While, while still doing comedy. And so what did that all look like? All right, so I started in 2009. Started- I bombed at the improv really bad. It was probably the most humiliating night of my life. And I decided to do it again. And I did a few open mics. At this time, I was working at a, at a bank. I was, uh, I was selling business line of credit to uh, business owners, international business owners. And, uh, you know, been doing it 10 years, waking up, putting on a suit, going to work. And I just didn't have a way to express myself. Um, and I, I started really early into professional work life. I mean, I was 18 years old and I, I just finished a job at GameStop and switched over immediately to banking. Uh, so I became a teller, then a manager, then I got into the sales aspect of it. And then, I don't know, just, I just started pursuing that climb the corporate ladder lifestyle. And I was, and I, you know, 401k and pension plan and doing that whole thing. And I never really 
you know, felt like I experienced my twenties well, right. Cause I was just so focused on working and all that. I mean, I lived pretty lavishly. I had a nice apartment in South beach. I had a brand new car, that whole thing, but I wasn't really satisfied with the direction that I was headed in life. So at night, since I got into comedy at night, I would go and do open mics and uh, just to see what it's like to speak your mind outside of corporate norms. And uh, yeah, a lot of things started coming out and I was like, well, this is a good, this is good. This is very uh, cathartic to do. Um, and then in uh, 2013, uh, well, late 2012 is, is when I decided to quit my job. I graduated with a degree in marketing at FIU and I said to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to start something. Uh, little did I know it was a lot harder than I thought. Uh, so when I started MiamiComedy.com, it was a good four years where I was a starving artist trying to understand entrepreneurship, business and marketing. You know, you being in marketing, you know, that's a very tricky field to get into. And it, sure. it, it, it's a lot of intuition involved, a lot of understanding your audience, a lot of mistakes. Uh, so around 2018, 2019 is when it really picked up. And then I started kind of almost making a living around that time. And then 2020 came and it had to reset the whole thing. And throughout that reset in 2020, um, when Miami was shut down, I would just go live and I would just convene a community, uh, bring it all together. And in 2018 is also when our documentary came out. So it was, 2018 was kind of like the beginning of the success of the website. And so in 2020, I doubled down on content and blogging and podcasting. And then when 2021 came around in Miami, you know, opened its doors in a very, we don't care. Let's just do this kind of uh, thing. Abrupt. Yeah. Everybody just started flying over here and it just, the, this, the comedy scene just boomed. Uh, I, I put my partnerships with people doubled. Um, we, we got to seven nights a week again, very quickly. And uh, MiamiComedy.com became, you know, a very innovative way to not only build a comedy scene, but to also support the comedians in it to get better. And yeah, we're just on the fast track right now. We're definitely accelerating. Love it. Love it. So what's next for growing this thing out? Is it, or is this going to, you guys looking to expand outside of Miami? When I say outside of Miami, you know, the Broward Palm beach area. And I know there's a lot of shows that go on there. I know a lot of Miami comics um, often uh, do some shows up in, uh, in, in Palm beach and Broward County. Yeah, Palm Beach and Broward are doing great. As a matter of fact, the uh, the market there, I've done some shows in Broward, and the market there is a little more easier to um, you know sell them a comedy show. People in those areas, they're down for that. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Miami, it's not, the market is different. And I think that's why it took a while to kind of establish myself because I, I, it's more than just a comedy show in Miami when I market it. It's, it's not really about the comedians. It's really about the experience of people seeing a comedy show in Miami. It was like the people, there's local comedians in Miami. Really? Let's go see this. And then they, you know, sometimes they show up with their arms crossed. Like, what do you got? Right. Like that whole thing. And so our audience in Miami makes us better comedians because we're already, you know, we're preventing somebody from going to club 11 or before they go out to some party or something. We're, we're kind of like not the first choice, but we're like the pregame choice. Yeah. Right. So okay. when, when people come out, we have that kind of market showing up where it's like, all right, there's a couple before they go to ladies night at Blackbird coming out to our Tuesday night show, that kind of thing. And we entertain them, you know, to add a little something to their, to their nightlife, I guess. 
Uh, so Miami was a lot more difficult to market to, but because of all those years and all that content that I've created, it's a lot easier to access or to know where the shows are because of the website. So some of these, in, as you bring that up, Miami wants one thing, okay? Parties. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. I want to absolutely rage for some reason or another, any type of civilized social activity. If it doesn't involve going out at 11 p.m. and coming back, Somewhere within 48 hours, it's just not really the Miami landscape of, of, of entertainment. But the comedy shows are kind of worked into, like, I know there's a, like a Thursday night at Taurus, which is a good night to be at Taurus, fun place to go and hang out, um, but infamous for crowds just completely talking over comics. And and I've heard that. Um, and then, of course, you know, anywhere, any, anything that's going to be a bar type of environment, how have you been able to mitigate through that? Or, you know, as Grace mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago, getting uh, a laugh at the Taurus is a rite of passage in Miami comedy. And I thought, I've been thinking about that ever since she said that, because I was like, man, people are dicks. They're just going to talk right through your set. And she goes, oh, they're ruthless. So what, what's, what's been the, you know, attempt at combating that? Well, I mean, I, I, I've been through that. Um, when I first started Miami comedy, a lot of people didn't even know we were doing shows in some of these areas that uh, were rather venues. But I think, I think we branded ourselves where when someone shows up at the venue, they're there for the show, right? Got it. Even though they're not, they're, they're pretty skeptical sometimes, right? But they still go for the show itself. Right. Uh, but in the beginning, I remember like when we started Red Bar about four or five years ago, uh, Red Bar was like, people would sit at the bar and like look up at the TV screens while they were up there performing. And they would uh -huh. just, they're like, hey, so uh, yeah, the heat, man, can you believe it? That sucks. So we're trying to like do that. Uh, and, and, but then eventually Red Bar on Mondays became like one of the best shows for comedy every week. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really just about a lot of things. I mean, you have to bring in a certain kind of presence, a certain kind of energy, sure. a certain kind of host, uh, the messaging, the communication of it. When people arrive, you want to bring the right people that are there for the show and not necessarily there to like have a drink over the show. Right. Um, so it, it took a while to get there, but once it got there is when I was able to kind of like duplicate it and do it again at another venue up until we reached seven nights a week. Right. I would think that it's, you know, getting, getting some help within, you know, the establishment of, you know, saying, Hey, listen, from the hours of eight to 10, we've got a comedy show going on here. Feel free to order drinks and hang with your friends. Uh, but we like to respect the fact that the show's going on. I would imagine that's the only way that you can keep, you know, people at bay, which, you know, the, the later the evening gets and the more the drinks flow, I'm sure that becomes, you know, more of a challenge. But I always find that that's interesting. You go to the improv, listen, you're there. Oh, yeah. To, to listen to a comedy show. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be a wait staff comes around, takes orders, and will make sure that you buy those two drinks or more on there. But you're there to sit there and legitimately drink and watch comedy. So, um there is no distractions. In fact, if you do talk, it's extremely frowned upon or you're just begging to be heckled. Um, you know, what, what, one of the two on there. So uh, it's been really cool to see how that, you know, how you've been able to put that hybrid model uh, together. I see you guys did something with um, Brickle Living's new spot. Was that downtown? The uh, Oh yeah, that show. Wow. This past Sunday was incredible. Um, so yeah, the Tipsy Flamingo in downtown yeah. Miami is our Sunday night show. And, you know, we were, we made history because every time we partner up with that uh, last call hospitality group, uh, shout out to them for being great bar owners. They, 
they just know how to put together a bar and they know how to market it. Uh, they're yeah. very active in their marketing. Not a lot of any owners, believe it or not, are very passive in their marketing. They actually see marketing as a cost rather than an investment. But these guys just get it. Like the way they take photos and they bring influencers and the, it all blends together with what we do with MiamiComedy.com so well that just when we say this is the night of comedy at this venue, people just flock there. I mean, yeah, Tipsy Flamingo was immediately one of our best nights and it's only been one show this past Sunday. Um, definitely check it out. Highly recommend the bar if you're a Miami. And even if you're a tourist, you would love it. I mean, they, they did this thing. I, uh, a friend of mine got some shots of tequila and they served it with these little uh, packets inside of it was salt, but it looked like, like cocaine little Ziploc oh, yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I think I saw, I did see a picture of that on, uh, yeah, that place looks great. I know they did, uh, they did a happy there, happy hour there on Friday um, too. you know, the new spot in town, you always know the first on, on Instagram about it, but it's been great to see. I'm like, great. You guys are all up in the program with something new. So that collaborative effort's great. People always want something new. Miami moves in phases, as we all know, well, not phases, but there's, you know, it, think things are popular trends. There we go. Trends. Um, and, yeah, uh, totally. you know, it's, it's great to see you guys integrate your movement into the trends because the thing about it is, is that I don't think the comedy is going to fade. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's people, there's no lack of people going, nah, I don't want to go to a comedy show. Most people want, are, are, are open to that. So I'm stoked. I haven't been to a show, so I need to get to a show. I know you and I talked about the open mic, which by the way, if you're listening to this, you're in South Florida and you've been thinking about trying your hand at an open mic. A lot of these shows do have an open mic, uh, after the show. So you just show up, put your name on the list, watch the show and you can go up and what is it? Three, five minutes to get up there and, 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 and five, five to 10, depending on performance. Yeah. I mean, if you want to come out, Sebastian, you, you know, you're always welcome. You don't yeah, got to stay up that it. late. I've got the official. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to, you know, I'll just, we're going to readjust the schedule here. I mean, we have the, the Mr. Miami comedy here, giving the official invite to come out and tell some jokes. So I've been working, I've been working some stuff out over here. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for you, Miami State. Stay tuned. Literally. Um, so, uh, well, I love what you're doing, man. I look, I look forward to connecting further with you. I love you. I know you're, you're crushing with the content too. That's the way to go. It's the world we're living in. You got the podcast, you got the content stuff going on. Uh, and I'm excited to get in the mix with this community. I've, like I said, I've met a few people within the community and, uh, they seem ridiculously passionate about their craft and the community. Like not, it's not common and I'm, I haven't been a comedian, but I don't think it's that common really, unless it's the, you know, you've, you've arrived, if you will, as a, as a, as a famous comedian, that a lot of comedians really build a community together. So it, I guess it does happen based, but this does truly seem like everybody's got their back. So I want to commend you on doing that and, and encourage you to, to keep it up, man. Miami needs it. We, we all need it, especially with the state of affairs of the world that we're living in here. Uh, making people laugh is definitely probably some of the best medicine we can get. So you have to come back to the show sometime, will you? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, this thing went by so fast. I thought that uh, it's only been three minutes. You, you're, you're a natural. Okay, thanks. Great dude. job, Time Sebastian. <laughs> thanks, dude. Time flies when we're having fun on here. If you're in Absolutely. South Florida, <laughs> it does, man. Uh, it, if you're in South Florida and you're thinking, holy cow, I didn't even know there was a comedy scene. Well, guess what? There is one. So you can connect with Manny. All of his links are going to be in the show notes. That's the description of this podcast episode, just in case you're wondering what in the world a show note is, as well as a link to... Uh, miamicomedy.com. Is it, did I get that right? Correct. Miamicomedy.com. Don't try and type that in. If you're driving right now, I'd be like, I was listening to Sebastian's podcast. I just had to wait till you get to where you're going, or you can just check out the show notes on there. Manny, 
you the man. And I look forward to making Miami laugh sooner rather than later. And I'm going to take you up on your offer. This again, this is public accountability. Ladies there you and go. Gentlemen. Well done. <laughs> oh yeah. So I can officially say stand up sucks. If you don't do it. Yeah. Right. We'll That's right. Up. Hey, that'll be my new shirt. And that might be the That's next great book. merch. Hey, great merch. That's hey, that's that's the next book. That, that's stand up sucks if you don't do if it. Don't I was going to do, do a book on life anyway. Comedy's life. Comedy is life. It totally is. Manny, keep rocking, brother. Thanks again. Thanks for this, Sebastian. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, launchlab.com studios. We'll talk to you next time.